This is Friday, September 25th. Years ago, my parents invited Sandy and me to go with them on a cruise out of Southampton, England. The cruise passed through ports in Ireland, Scotland, and also to France. In France, our ship docked at Le Havre, and we rented a car for the day and drove to Normandy. This was a deeply emotional day for all of us, I think. My dad had served in World War II, yet he was spared from seeing combat. Now, our first stop was Omaha Beach. There is a monument there marking the place where the D-Day landings happened all those years ago. From there, we drove to the American Cemetery. And the cemetery fills an immense section of the French countryside just above the beach. Likely, you've been there yourself, or you've seen photographs of it. The grave markers lined up in rows seem to reach to the horizon. 9,387 Americans are buried in that sacred spot. It is the sign of the cost of freedom. Most of them died during that invasion in Normandy. Now, while walking among the stones, you become aware of the magnitude of the sacrifice made to secure Europe and to free it from the tyranny that had the continent in its grip at that time. The cost was in American lives. Families were shattered as they lost their young men. Four young women died also as well, and they're, too, they're buried in that cemetery as two. Now, as we read Colossians together, we may be surprised at the way God chose to redeem a people for himself. Here's Colossians 1, verse 21 to 22. And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above, above reproach before him. Yes, God redeemed his people with the blood of the cross of Jesus. Here, Paul uses the words body of flesh to capture the cost. Our redemption was purchased human life for human life by a man in the, bo in the body for all of humanity, for everyone that comes by faith in him. Here's the Apostle Peter making this point in his letter. Knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. That's 1 Peter 1, verse 18 to 19. Yes, it was precious blood, the blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus, that we were brought to life. At one time we were far away, but now we have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. Now, I think this is repeated in Scripture over and over again for a number of reasons. First, God wants us to see the magnitude of his love. He wants us to know what extent he treasures us as his people, that he would send his son on a rescue mission that would cost him his life. I think we struggle to understand how much we are loved by God. This is what the prodigal son thought when he was far from home. He had dishonored his father and wasted what his father had spent a lifetime building, and he expected to return home and to earn his father's forgiveness 
by working alongside the family slaves. He had no idea that his father would run to him and embrace him. The young man had done nothing to deserve this love. He had not recovered what he had lost or lifted a finger to restore what he had taken. But no, the father loved him so much more than that. You see, we must come to learn that the father loves us beyond the weight of our sin and shame. Seeing Jesus giving up his life for us is like walking that cemetery in Normandy. Except we know that at the cross, the one that made our world, the one that sustains all things, laid down his life out of love for the Father and for us. There's another truth to be learned. It's the value of life. The Romans used the cross as a way to devalue life. They wantonly took the lives of people that opposed them. They put people in their place. And people became the fuel that kept their empire running. If you were in the way, they ran you over. They piled up bodies to establish their kingdom. It was a kingdom of force and destruction. But surprisingly at the cross, life was given the value God intended from the beginning. Here was God himself erecting a monument to his love and to the value of human beings. And he did this in the very place where the Romans, well, they did the opposite. As a result, Christians came to value everyone. Rich and poor, slave and free, babies and adults, the weak and the strong, the whole and the broken. The cross created a revolution in the valuing of human life. You know, we have a way of valuing things and people in our world. We treasure gold and silver. But we are told that these are actually the things that perish. They will not last in the eternal kingdom of God. But people, that's another story. Jesus and his blood. It's another story entirely. So here at the cross where we see the blood of Jesus, the Son of God, we get a lesson in cost and love and value. One that changes our world and one that puts our lives in a completely new light. Let's pray. Lord God, remind me today as I see the people around me that you have made each of us in your image and that you've set your affection on humankind. You made us a little lower than the angels and crowned us with glory and honor. Remind us also of your love. We might not forget who we are and that we are yours. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.